Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and we are going to do some revving the word today. Uh, thank you so much for showing up, being ready to move, and always going on kind of a little bit of a wild goose chase with me. This actually, I was not planning on doing this pod, <laughs> this podcast, true to sometimes God moves, and um, I was actually in my time just hanging out with the Lord, doing some reading, journaling, quiet, sitting, stillness, all that, all the goodness that makes me, changes me, transforms my mind. And as I got to this scripture in Luke 19, I just felt like, okay, I, I actually, I need to work this out. I, I want to talk it out. I want to get really honest with you about it, uh, about um, what are we thinking about? What is our, what really as you know, as living beings that house, we house the living God and what's, what's really going on in us. So today is an endurance. I'm not going to be, um, talking about, you know, how, what intensity to push ahead into or to pull back in or any timed segments. Uh, if you want to do, I honestly feel like you can kind of feel that if that's coming for you, if you go, God, I just think I need to, you can, this is a place where the spirit of God in you leads. So if you, if you feel that come upon you, then please do that. I today just feel like I just need to move, occupy the body so that we can get really honest about what needs to go. And there's some things that need to go. I'm positive of that. So thanks for hanging out today. However you're doing it, you're walking, running, um, cleaning the house, uh, whatever. Uh, there's something to be said about just continuous movement. It actually is proven it's proven to help in, in the healing process uh, and mentally, physically, as the body moves and kind of, it's kind of like a rocking sensation, repetitive movement. It's, it soothes the brain. It allows us to access things that we couldn't if you just sat and listened to my words. So good job, however you plan to move today. Um, so thanks for, thanks for being here. I'm always just like, really God? And did you know you guys keep helping us stay in the top 200 of, of all health podcasts. It's hilarious. <laughs> I just go, only God. I'm pretty positive to we are still the um, really, you know, giving you the word of God and training your bodies. It's absurd and it's wonderful. And thank you. You help us stay up into those ratings uh, you know, iTunes and all the podcast readings by your reviews that you leave and using, of course, using the podcast, but by the reviews you leave. So I am, I am blessed every time. And I have to laugh at this one. This is a review by Lynn Marie Powell. I think she left it a few days ago and her title is seriously. And I, I have to laugh because that's how I, I use that a lot. Like when I'm like, what really? And she said, you might see everyone saying how life-changing this podcast is and think to yourself something like, yeah, right. But seriously, what God is doing through these podcast episodes will change the way you view your health and how you prioritize what you do to achieve it. So that was a response or a review left by Lynn Marie. Thanks for doing that. Um, I, we do read them. They're just so fun. And um, it's cool to see how God is using these, like, I could never have imagined that. So really grateful that you guys are engaged this way and sharing it. And, and um, it's part of, a part of your weekly routine, I, I, I hope. And also one more reminder, we are 
six weeks out. Well, no, probably when I'm recording this, we're about that, but when this hits you, it could be really close, or perhaps it did. The book, The, Revel the Wellness Revelation, is releasing. You guys, um, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to have the chance now to go. I can use this podcast because I know you can get this book into your hands and we can talk about some of these things in deeper ways. Have some, um, I have time with you <laughs> and you have the, the material in your hand to really go into the deeper places of your heart and your soul, your mind. And yes, of course, your strength. So be sure to check that out. You can get that at revelationwellness.org slash book. It's available on Amazon. It's called The Wellness Revelation. Barnes and Nobles, it'll be, um, it's releasing August 8th. So whether it's before or after that, that you're hearing this, um, get it. And you will jump in on some of these podcasts. And we have some fun things coming up as well. Just all kinds of, that is the the cornerstone essence of the ministry, if you're still trying to make sense of what your body has to do with God's love for you, uh, consider getting that book. All right. Are you ready to clean house? That's my question to you, because that's what we're going to do today. We are going to clean house. We got to clean house. We got to clean house. Okay. So your feet are moving and I'll start the playlist in three, two, one, play. <clears throat> okay. So, I am on a stationary bike right now. Looking outside the window to my right. It's about 7.45 in the morning. Summer day in Arizona, which means it's already 100 degrees outside. <laughs> Oh, mercy. <clears throat> but I'm grateful that my mind is centered, spent my time this morning seeking first the kingdom and all these things given to me as I need, when I need. So let's pray. Let's first, let's just give thanks to the Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Let's give him thanks. So God, Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for the health that we do have today. Our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our, our lungs to breathe. We take in a fresh breath, God. Big breath. And God, we, we look back and we see how faithful you've been in the little things. Not just the big things, God. The way you continue to give us joy and hope. That could only be you. Thank you, God. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for our renewed mind. Thank you. You are good. Everyone say that. You are good. And even if it doesn't feel good right now, we know 
that you're the God who says, step into the furnace. Don't bow down. Walk through the fire. You will not be burned. You come out the other side with a greater revelation, not just a head knowledge, but a heart revelation that God is good and He's faithful. So thank you, God. Now we ask, we ask God, search us, know us, show us, teach us as only the Holy Spirit can kind, loving, convicting, and search our hearts and pull out any disease in us, any spiritual leprosy in us. So everyone, I feel like we're just supposed to take a really big breath right now. Exhale audibly. Thanks, God. Room for more of you. Amen. Nice. Keep your feet moving. All right. Simple scripture today. You ready? Well, first, let me just set the stage. We have to own the fact that our hearts, actually, our feet are still catching up to our hearts, right? My heart, there, there's a part of me that is seated right now with God in the heavenly realms. Ephesians tells us we're seated with Him in our renewed, in our salvation, in our chosenness. We're able to reside in heaven. And my truest self right now sits in heaven. The part that was meant for shalom and unity with God. But I live on this earth here to do the will of God. But I get confused. I get cluttered. I get defiled. Just gunked up in my truest heart wants to live free without attachment to the world but also without amputating myself from the world I want to be free to think the things of God to say the things of the kingdom <laughs> to live out my Jeremiah 29:11 promised life there are things in me, desires, brokenness, pain, that it leads me down a wanton path. I have a wandering heart, and I start collecting things. Anybody? You start collecting. You start storing up in the house things that you think you need. We don't even know that we're living like quarters. And we've turned the house of God. We do two things. We either turn it into a shrine. 
making it look perfect, cleaning it all day long, trying to polish it up for all the visitors to come and come through and see just how beautiful we are. And even there, I'm working for God. I'm tired. Or on the other side, I just turned my house into kind of a storage unit. Just all kinds of stuff cluttered in there. It's dark. Nobody comes over. It's too secretive. I would dare not show anybody. When I was made, and you were made to walk with God in the cool of the day. Communion. You are His. He is yours. He calls you good because you're His. And He is good. Finding our way back home. This is why Jesus tells his disciples, go, but take nothing with you. <laughs> Travel light. So I read for, from Luke 19, verse 45 and 46. And he, being Jesus, entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. A house of prayer. Your body is a house of prayer. I just want you to sit with that, run with that, breathe with that, move with that. Let's get back to Shalom. You were created to walk with God, to reside in the kingdom here on earth. Worshiping God, the house of prayer. I want you just move, breathe, say those three words over and over. House of prayer. House of prayer. <laughs> this is your Mago day. 
You house. You entertain. You live with God. Dwell with God. God in you. And God on you. This is your territory. This is your land that you've been given. God. You're not homeless. You're not poor. You're not an orphan. You have God. And you house Him. That should cause us to throw up everything. Bow. Worship. Rise. And dance. You get God. House of prayer. So I say this to you because I know the pattern. I know what you're wrestling with. On your best days, you wake up early. You check the box of your quiet time which I want to ask, is it really all that quiet? <laughs> if you've listened to some of my podcasts, stillness, quiet, not studying, not trying to get something from God, but just sitting, being still and knowing. How's that going for you? That is a first thing first, friends. If you can't sit alone with yourself and God, just sit. Just rest. Just be. If we even take scripture and collect it like, like a thing to be displayed in your home, repent. Clean house. So on my best day, I have quiet time. I clean the house, right? Uh, feel good? Get my mind on, renewed, focused. But all day long after I leave that secret place, the den of robbers are at my door, stealing from me the truth that was deposited, the peace that was proclaimed, the authority that I have as a daughter of God. There's a den of robbers just waiting. And if I'm not wise, if I'm not aware, which is why the stillness, body awareness is so important, I will turn the house of prayer into a den of robbers. And I like will even open the door and say, come on in. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Let me show you where I keep all the valuables. And they actually probably study our valuables to go, ooh, I see they really like fill in the blank. The enemy is not fighting fair. And listen, you and God, that's an army that can extinguish all the darkness and dominions of hell.
It is written, my house shall be a house of prayer. <laughs> Oh, hang on. House of prayer, clean house. So what do you need to do now? <laughs> Get rid of anything that is cutting the wires of connection between you and God. You heard from him on your best day, right? You had your time, but then instantly something cuts in on you. The need to see how everyone's doing on social media, the need to see how many likes your post just got, the need to read the latest CNN news. <laughs> those aren't needs, those are wants. You've got everything you want in the need that Christ meets. Prayer. Definition of prayer is to converse with God. This is the definition biblically. It's the intercourse of the soul with God, not in contemplation or meditation, right? So, stillness that's different than prayer. Stillness, you know what stillness does? It detoxes you sobers you. It detaches you from the busy of the world. It's kind of the door, the threshold you go through. Be still and know. Then prayer is active conversation with God all day, every day. 24-7, 365. Staying seated, staying seated with God. Prayer may be oral or mental, occasional or constant, formal or informal. Now listen, I'm very aware. You're like, Lisa, I can't spend all day in prayer. You're totally right. You don't have to. That's not what I'm charging you with. But when you start to notice your peace is being stolen, your house is getting filled with rob robbers. It's turning into a den of robbers. When you find yourself trying to make deals with God, You've left the house of prayer and you've opened it up to the den of robbers. Listen, I'm really trying to train you hard here. <laughs> like, this is where the church gets healthy. People are going to let you down. Your husband's not gonna say what you think he should say. Your wife is not gonna do what you think you need her to do. Your kids are not going to grow up carbon copied of the plan you have for them. <laughs> it's just not going to go the way you hoped. And when you encounter that loss, 
What are you going to do? House of Prayer or Den of Robbers? House of Prayer. You trust God. He's good. If He's good, if He's as good as we say He is, and if we even knew, we would never fail to trust Him. We'd take a seat. We'd stay seated and let God stand up and work. We keep our peace. We keep our courage. We keep our love on. We let God come and rewire our brain because even though it feels like a travesty, it feels like an injustice, we go, no, I'm gonna need some help here, God. I get still, I breathe, and I let the presence of the living God fill my house and we end up kicking it on the couch together. He talks to me. I talk with him. He says, Lisa, rest. Stay. Humble. Bow. I got it. Let me take care of this. I'm working on it. You're beautiful. You're amazing. I love you so much. Do not worry. Because every good father, what father, would give their child a spanking when they ask for a hug. Come on. An earthly one might, but not this one. This is the father that sees your wish list and your dreams and says, I'm gonna make that happen, but there's gonna be some changes. Trust me on this. I know what your heart needs because I also know what the world needs and you are my purpose. <laughs> I made you on purpose for this purpose. Relax, pray, stay with me now, stay with me now. I've heard the Lord say that to me so much lately, at least stay with me. As if, you know, when people are dying and they look in their eyes, just stay with me, stay with me. Because the enemy wants to kill me. He wants to destroy me. My, my dreams, my hopes, and my courage. He wants me to shrink back. And in the house of prayer, God looks and says, stay with me. Eyes on me, stay with me, breathe, breathe, breathe. I got this. Not only does he do that, but he begins the operation in my brain. He begins to change my mind, rewire it, to see what he sees, to say what he's saying. That's what happens in the house of prayer. Spend the next minute and a half, stay with him.
Good job. Converse with God. Talk to him about it. Oh, the context for this verse is Jesus is entering Jerusalem knowing he will be crucified in days. At the end of his earthly reign, never his kingdom reign. I think I've said this in other podcasts too, that we never see Jesus lose it. And I don't think he's losing it here. He's displaying. There comes a time where anger righteously rooted in peace can have a great effect. You gotta think about it, for three years of his ministry he had been going in and out of all these temples, which we know he did, because he taught in the temples, disrupting all the religious people's thought system, belief systems. And you know he saw these people out there buying and selling. Buying and selling. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, seeing them. How his heart grieved. But I'm sure he said, you know what? He knew the Father's like, stay with me. But now, God's saying, this is it. I've been wanting you well. Oh, Jerusalem, if you only had ears to hear, I've wanted you well. And you've taken these holy places with God and turned them in to a bartering zone. And let's get honest now, come on. We do this with God. I did it for years. And I'm using past tense because God has done a big work in me. He pulled the plug on that wiring in me. And I'll tell you what, it came through me crashing into a wall and needing a serious rest. Serious rest. Like I was ready to walk away from all of it. All of ministry, goodbye. But there was faulty wiring in my brain. That inside my relationship with God, I was bartering. Or I was, I was operating out of fear. Fear of needing to prove something. Fear out of being mocked or scorned. Fear of failing. Fear. And then the shame that really is underneath that fear. Because fear is just shames and sadness bodyguard. Fear makes us feel like we can do something about it. Anger makes us feel like we can do something about it. Shame and sadness. And the only cure to shame and sadness is the love of God. He's not ashamed. He's not running out of hope for you. He's the well of spring of life. House of prayer. Rest in this house. You rest. You get God. 
You get God. Come on, this is your last minute. You get God. Enjoy him. You already have the treasure. You already have the golden ticket. The world is trying to steal the simplicity, the lightness of your good heart, your faithful heart. You love God. And because you love God, and you want God, there will be an attack on your heart. Good job. Recover. We're gonna get this song together, a little bit of an X and you're done. Just start to cool down. If you wanna keep working it, ask the Holy Spirit. Those who were selling, those who sold at the temple, they're those that gained the world but lost their souls. Amen? Those who barter, those who have God on speed dial, those who pull them out when they have need for Him to get Him to do what they want. Okay, here's how you know you're one of these people. Here's how you know. You've turned your house from a house of prayer into a den of robbers. You can't think a kind thought. You can't say a kind word. <laughs> you can't take yourself higher. He is our strong tower. <laughs> now, uh, how often do we do this? And listen, we can do this in very subtle ways too. I'll give you a practical story. So for me personally, uh, everything's different. In that breakdown, in that all done here, God, God was so good and faithful. When I pushed all the work aside, when I pushed everything that I ever do or have done aside, I had nothing. I had a flame of hope that could not be extinguished, I'll tell you that. Once he's in you, it's hard to get him out. But I had a flame. And in stillness, not in studying, not in doing, not in teaching, not in even proclaiming publicly in any way, just me and him, when I had no more words left, when I had nothing left, that's when it's holy, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. And he began to meet me in a silent place where I just sat still. And it came against everything in my flesh because in my mind, I felt like I should be doing more. This is a waste of time. <laughs> when it's actually the most sacred time, silence and solitude, 
I was missing it in my life. And as I sat, he began to rewire my brain. And honestly, because I was so tired, I couldn't do anything anyway, so I didn't care. See, see how God wins even when we lose? He's like, great, now that you have nothing left, sit down. I've been trying to get you to sit down for years, and I love you, and we've done some great work together, but this is your time. And as I sat, he began to rewire my brain, heal past hurts, like, like crazy past, like way back when, once upon a time, there was a little girl in a family of hurt and brokenness, and she was sad and scared. And he began to heal in deep places just in sitting. And I've pushed everything away, everything in this world now I realize is a distraction. Phones, distraction. Media, distraction. How many things there are that easily take this house of prayer, this place where I commune and walk with God and I hear from Him and He loves me. It's pure, it's unadulterated, it's filtered, it's clean. And when I enter into the world, how easily I can begin to pick things up. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just bring this little thing into the house of prayer. It's just, a, it's just one little thing I need to do, but do I need to do it? So I have been, I have been PhDing in the school of being present, just being present. And I've been loving every minute of it. My life is more full, I have more peace, I have more connection with God. But then yesterday, <laughs> yesterday my son, he's turned 16 a week ago, and it was the day to go get his license. And as we all know, the DMVs are very boring. <laughs> But this is a big day. And so as we sat and waited for him, and I was super excited, I was super present to the moment, but then when we had to sit and wait, I lost myself. I noticed something that I didn't, like an Instagram post or something that, oh, I needed to post that or whatever. And within moments, I was sucked into a distraction. Meanwhile, my son's trying to get my attention because he needs me in line. I didn't know I needed to be in line with him. And he had to get out of line to come get me. Which meant he had to go back in line and lose four spots. And instantly I knew, ah, oh, I, got, I got robbed. I got robbed of the moment of being here with him. And I also could feel it in my body that I was stressed about, well, let me hurry up and get this thing done right now. And da, 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 da. You can feel it in your body. I declare it over all of you right now, in Jesus' name, you are body aware. Your body is a tool to lead you into wholeness and healing. You feel it, you sense it, you are no longer disconnected to it. There's no longer a war between you and it. Peace, I speak peace. House of prayer. Listen, this is probably the greatest value we can bring to the earth today are people in a house of prayer. People who live with God, walk with God, sit with God. They are with God. As Eve knew Adam and as Adam knew Eve, that's the knowing place. Don't 
let the enemy come and steal it. It's too precious to you. It's too precious to God. Life is not about how many likes you get. Life is not about what platform you can build. Life is not about your next speaking engagement or your next gig you can get. Life is not about the next book you write. Life is not about any of it. It's about Him. And in Him, where the two of you are kicking it on the couch, <laughs> enjoying one another, setting focused times together for, for missional work, good things to be done, but never floating away into distraction that robs you of your integration to your heart, mind, soul, and strength. My house shall be a house of prayer. Thank you, God. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. We receive it. In Jesus' name, amen.